welcome to Move the Line Prop Drop Show, presented by Thrive Fantasy. I'm Ryan Noonan, back to talk about the best way in the most profitable way to bet on NFL football, and that's player props. Uh, reminder, we're going to be here 2 p.m. Eastern every Friday, giving you our favorite plays and taking your questions. So if you're hanging out with us on YouTube, subscribe, smash that like button so you don't miss a show, uh, and then jump in the chat. Let us know what your favorite prop is this week, any thoughts on our plays, or any thoughts that you know things that you're considering out there let us know and we will try to get to as many as we can at the end of the show joining me here as always connor allen how are we doing today good uh you know I'm, I'm sure the people are very much waiting for how the zoo lights went uh yesterday it was not a zoo lights endeavor it was a apparently i it was like a, some haunted house thing with like a lot of booze and stuff so ended up being okay it was not that bad i thought it was gonna be way way worse my expectations were way different yeah, Connor was not able to watch the uh, the Bucks Ravens game live after our uh, game preview show last night. He had to jump straight out there with the wife. Uh, you know, part of being a newly you know newly married man, sometimes you gotta just sack up and uh, do whatever she wants you to do, and that sometimes does not involve football. And uh, good, glad it was a uh, an interesting turn of events. You know, what was interesting. My wife saw her post on Instagram, and this will be again. You will not know this, but Maya will get the reference. Connor's wife does have a striking resemblance to a very, very noteworthy challenger, um, a old school uh, beast. Anissa. Laurel. Oh, really? Yes. And actually personality vibes too, because I know Maggie and I've watched a lot of challenge. Uh, there's some like, and it's not, it's a compliment. Like Laurel is a like get stuff done uh you know direct straight shooter and uh i think maggie has that in spades and that's very much who laurel is as well so again another reason for you to go ahead and watch this season of the challenge you know tell her that uh you know ryan and ashley thought that that reminded them of of her so gonna get you in those streets connor we're gonna get there eventually i actually tried to turn it on and it didn't work like i i don't know it was like i tried i tried to turn it on one of my like streaming things and it was like i had to pay for it or something and i was like i'm not doing this so it's 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 Dr. Laurel now, right? She's a, she's she's a, a veterinarian. Oh, okay. Good for her. That's a good compliment then. The you know beauty of watching the show for such a long time to see these people change and grow from uh, you know early 20s to you know late 20s and early 30s has definitely been a ride. So yeah, Laurel is uh, is quite the character. And uh, yeah, got to check that out eventually. Obviously, joining us here, as always as well, is the man behind the Mayo Media Network and the Pat Mayo Experience. It is Pat Mayo. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Uh, any golf golf sweats going on? I got some Euro golf sweats going on. Not so much on the PGA side. PGA is a mess this week. So, uh, what are we sweating on the Euro side? Gavin Green and Tapio, whoever the hell his last name is. <laughs> Did you, there's a bunch of like creative names at the top of the uh, the, the Bermuda uh, leaderboard this week too. So, well, I mean, when you have Ben Crane winning a tournament, and it's not 2004. You know, you got you got some problems. It's it's a uh, it's a rough out there in the streets. Ready for January to get the the big boys back more consistently. So, uh, again, want to remind folks we have two episodes of Move the Line each week, both available streaming here on YouTube, also available in the podcast form wherever you consume your podcast. Uh, game preview show that we referenced earlier last night was Connor Sharp Clark and uh, we actually had Austin Gale from the Ringer on. Terrific show. Check that out. A bunch of looks for the uh, you know sides and totals out there for Week Eight. Uh, again podcast youtube subscribe goes a long way and help us helping us out before we jump in i want to let you know about a couple different ways that you can get a four for four betting subscription for cheap 
Uh, first, through our friends at Thrive Fantasy. We partner with them. Uh, you can get it by depositing as a new subscriber or a, a new user over there. Just $20. Uh, actually, you can go all the way up to $250. They will match your deposit instantly. Uh, but again, the $20 subscription over there is going to – the $20 deposit over there is going to get you a free betting subscription with us at 4 for 4. Uh, no strings attached. It's going to run through the end of December uh, as well. Again, you can go ahead and just use the promo code 4 for 4 uh, and you'll get some more details in your email inbox in 48 hours. Or you can just take advantage of our Halloween deal. $59 gets you access to everything on our site. Uh, that is through Monday. Uh, that's going to get you every article, every bet, subscriber discord, um, again, NBA, college basketball, MMA, uh, still grinding season long, anything like that, four for four. Subscription typically is like $230, $59 through Monday gets you access to everything on the site. So I want to check that out anywhere on social. You can go onto our, uh, just our four for four.com slash plans, pretty straightforward and, uh, and check that out. So, all right, week eight. Live lines here for you to bet right now. No one's giving any stale lines. Our goal is to make sure we do our best to get you the same price uh, or line as, as much as we possibly can. So, Connor, we'll start with you. What is your first play for week eight? Yeah, my first one here is Dak Prescott. I like under 236 and a half passing yards. Uh, I'm expecting another low volume approach here from the Cowboys at home, nine and a half point favorites against the Bears pass defense that's been actually okay. I mean, 12th in DVOA and the run defense has been below average. Uh, I mean, whether it's due to like game script or nonstop running the ball on the Bears side, uh, I mean, facing the quarterbacks facing the Bears have thrown for fewer than this number in the majority of contests. Uh, the main ones that went over was like Kirk Cousins on 44 pass attempts and Davis Mills literally barely went over this number and it took like till the end of the game basically to get there. So and last week in Dak's return, Cowboys threw the ball just 25 times despite the game being, I mean, a one score game until two minutes and 46 seconds left in the fourth quarter. It was not all that impressive of a performance for uh, them so I expect them to run the ball even without Zeke here uh, you know a good amount um, yeah I, I still like this probably I know we originally played it at 245 uh, I I'm still down with it to like 230 I think there's a good chance where he just like doesn't throw the ball much and uh, if there's low volume against like a middling pass defense I think this is a good spot to take an under here Pat where are you on uh, Dak this week I, I mean, it was one of my strongest ones last week I haven't projected it 215 passing yards this week so I'm in on it yeah that makes sense too. Yeah, it was a, again, I think the game script here is going to lead them to be even more, uh, to Connor said, you know, a little bit more run heavy. I, I can't imagine that things get really wonky here. You know, though maybe we could see things flip here in an instant with the Bears and they maybe unlock something on Monday night, but I still don't think that's going to lead to a heavy pass game uh, for Dak here. So like that one. Uh, how about you, Pat? How about number one for you? I'm going to go the opposite way and take an under on passing yards uh, just on the opposite coast of what we're doing right now. In Seattle, Daniel Jones under 196 and a half passing yards. It's tough to get there when you don't throw and you have no good receivers. So I guess it'd be like a dump off to Barkley twice for 60 yards apiece. And now you're getting there, but these little like blood dumps to wendale robinson i mean maybe tanner hudson can find a seam it's just really hard to piece together how daniel jones gets there when he's not dumping the ball off at all he's just running in these scenarios so all those like free yards that you would get even in catch-up mode from dumping the ball off just haven't materialized not they've been losing a ton of games but they've had these stage these comebacks and it's not really on the arm of daniel jones on the leg of Daniel Jones. So I really like the under 196 and a half. Uh, Connor, any looks there? No, it, 
it's interesting though that like Seattle's defense last two weeks has actually been pretty good by the numbers. I mean, they came into the year or like the first few weeks, they were like bottom five across the board and like DVOA metrics. And then the last two weeks, they're up to like 17th. Uh, I mean, they've just been playing generally better, which has been a little surprising. So yeah, I think it's probably the right look. Our projections, I mean, are just generally skew high on quarterback yards. So we have them a little bit over, but still, I think that that, I think Pat's on the right side. You say I, I have them over 20 yards under. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, they have uh, they're skewing that way more and more each week, and and rightfully so, and it's working for them too. So yeah, there's. I also think as kind of Pat was outlining there too, when you're looking at passing yards, I think I don't know. I find more interesting to go to the receptions and or attempts and uh, completions this year because of the, like the variance. But when you're leaning under here, like you definitely want to eliminate the big play upside, and they just don't have these massive after the catch, big play, vertical receiving threats that are going to help, you know, even though he might be low passing volume, you just don't have guys that are going to be breaking away massive plays here too. So yeah, I, I can get behind that for sure. All right. My first one, Pat has already told me he is not behind. So we're going to share it first and then Pat can poo-poo all over it. It is a Sam Ellinger uh, over 21 and a half rushing yards. Um, this came out on MGM at minus 110. It was there about 10 minutes ago. Uh, Producer Sal is showing maybe that that's down. I think Bet Rivers had it as well. There's also another random book that I'm not familiar with, with 888 Sport, um, that is still holding Ellinger uh, at minus 115. Look, I mean, NFL is very different than, than college for sure. This guy ran a ton in college. He actually had at least 34 yards in every game. Connor pointed out too, which is uh, noteworthy. They actually note kneel downs as negative rushing yards in college too. So that could skew things and sacks and that could skew things a little bit too. Mostly for me here is I think this is going to be a first read and tuck kind of a quarterback. He's going to be pressured a lot. This offensive line for the Colts has been abysmal and Washington actually has been kind of on the uprise as far as, you know, passing pressure rates here. And I just thought this would open closer to 30. So being a low threshold of 21 and a half, probably reopens to some of these spots in the mid twenties, which I'm okay with too, just because again, this is not like a dynamic electric athlete. He's running like a four, eight. Um, but we even had some splash plays in the preseason where he run up, he ran a bunch too. So 21 and a half, pretty low threshold. Again, got it at minus one when it first came out. And uh, Pat has been on the side and profitably uh, of rushing unders on quarterbacks this season. Um, you can tell me why Sam Ellinger is going to fail. It feels like one of these things that's going to hit in the first quarter or you're just going to be sitting there like, why aren't you running? Oh, it's because guys in the NFL are actually fast and you don't play in the Big Ten anymore or the Big 12 anymore. Like, It's one thing to run a bunch in college. Maybe that can work itself out. I think it's a bit different when everyone on defense is faster than you, even the guys who weigh 360 pounds. So, yeah, maybe he'll scramble a bit. I mean, I, I get why you make the move. Matt Ryan's not working within the context of this offense and he's injured. I was still surprised that they didn't go to Nick Foles. Maybe I'm just have a complete misread of the situation, but it just feels like everyone wants Ellinger to be good this week where we have no idea if he's good. Chances are he's probably not good. When was the last time like outside of Herbert? When was the last time we saw a guy just come into the league and be good? Rarely happens. I don't think he's going to come in and be good. Those are not my expectations per se. I just think because he's actually not good, he could panic and that probably creates a higher scramble rate. Cause I don't think we're going to have a ton of like designed runs for this guy. I think it's going to be Pittman's cover, Pittman's cover, 
let's go. Um, and that's kind of what even the preseason runs were there. You know, there was like a, a couple option plays you know, that he just decided to keep. Um, and then otherwise it's just like, nothing's there. Oh, except no one's covering me as spying on me. So I'm going to just kind of leak out. And I think that that could happen maybe three times, uh, maybe four. And then we're, we're cooking with gas. We only need 21 Connor. What do you think? Yeah, I'm on it. I, it's something we had talked about actually on move the line, because I think that, I mean, Washington gets a ton of pressure and that's like their secondary isn't good, but they get a lot of pressure. And so if they're flushing him at all, you know, he's probably gonna take a shitload of sacks too, but like, you know, all it takes is one, you know, one or two runs, you know, leaking out there the other side and he he'll be all right. So yeah, I like the over, I think, I think it's a good look. I don't know. I, our projections are like all over the place, I think on this one and rightfully so. And I certainly don't think he's going to be good. I like the under in this game just in general, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think the over is the right side here. Yeah, no expectations for him to be good. And I get Pat's thoughts too, like DFS, you know, if you're playing on DraftKings this weekend, he's minimum salary. People are going to play him. Um, he probably is a great cash game look. I don't know that there's any upside expecting him to play really well for him to, you know, hit any sort of ceiling in the GBP, per, you know, per se. But off of the prop market, I think we're okay. But uh, Connor, kick it back to you for uh, your second one. Yeah, my second one here, not too much of an explanation. I took Latavius Murray. This is something that just popped. Latavius Murray over eight and a half carries. Uh, he had 15 and eight carries in two games, splitting work with Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. Mike Boone now out. Um, I figured they'll probably see neutral game script against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a squeaky wheel narrative last week, you know, with getting Melvin Gordon to start, getting the ball a little bit more. I mean, I wouldn't say Latavius is great, but it just seems like, more often than not, he's probably going to be in like the 9, 10, 11 carry range along with Melvin versus, uh, you know, seven or eight carries. So, yeah, I think that our projection is a little bit over 10. Uh, and I think it's a I think it's a decent look here. Uh, I mean, he could easily outcarry Melvin again. I don't think anyone would be surprised either. Uh, I'm going to stick in that same game with mine and stick in that same backfield for mine. And I kind of read the same tea leaves as you with Murray probably out handling Gordon on the ground. But they don't love throwing to Latavius Murray. They're going to be using Melvin Gordon primarily as their pass catching back. And the the one and a half receptions is juiced up to minus 190 right now. So that's no fun. So over 12 receiving yards for Melvin Gordon is going to be my second problem. No problem, Connor. Any thoughts there? I mean, you're shorting him in the, you know, on the ground, but you know, he could probably sprinkle in some some reception work. No, that's a great one because Mike Boone was taking all the passing work, uh, like obvious passing work, it seemed like. So, and it, I mean, Melvin's a great pass catcher. So I, I think that's actually a really good look there. If they pass like at all, he should be involved. Nice. A little same game parlay that correlates well there with obviously what happens with Mike Boone leaving there and uh, opening things up. Um, all right. My second one is uh, of the same beats, uh, cut from the same cloth as my first. I'm going with Geno Smith. Uh, over 15 and a half rushing yards. This is a vi- available on Bet Rivers. It's it's crawled up to 16 and a half elsewhere. Uh, again, still the same price. Have no problem with that. Um, Gino, not your prototypical rushing quarterback. He's mobile enough. He's shown it at times this year. Um, this is very matchup specific when you look at when he's gone over this. He's gone over it uh, big in the two times he has. Uh, week four against Detroit, seven carries for 49 yards. Detroit plays a ton of man. They blitz at the second most frequent rate in the league. Week six, Arizona, six carries, 48 yards. Arizona also plays a decent amount of man, and they blitz at the fourth highest rate in the league. This week, Gino plays the New York Giants, who lead the league in both blitz and man rate. So uh, pretty straightforward. I think it's just going to be a uh, similar situation. It's not going to be a ton of design runs. He's just going to get flushed out of the pocket a handful of times. And when he's done this, you know he's gone comfortably over 
uh, you know, running for, you know, seven, eight yards a clip in these instances. So Gene over 15 and a half, only need to be get flushed out twice, essentially, with that mindset. But uh, Pat, any thoughts on the Geno play? I try to stay away from this one because it's either over by a lot or like none. It just really depends on the circumstances. But if you think they can generate that pressure, then yeah, I, especially without DK around, I can see that being the case. The, the thing that you would run into here is if Seattle does get up in this game, like they will legit just run the ball every time and not with Geno. Yeah. And we played Kenneth Walker uh, right when that dropped too and got absolutely cooked. So it's like six yards up. So we won't be sharing that one. Uh, but again, 59 bucks to get in the subscriber only discord. You get that right away and you could have played that with us. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great spot for, for Kenneth Walker. I think actually Kenneth Walker longest rush is still a nice look that's out there too. I think at like 17 and a half yards, they, uh, I think the giants are 30th in explosive run rate, 31st in adjusted line yards on the defensive line. So like, yeah, it could be a, a great Kenneth Walker game. I don't think that necessarily seeps into the handicap for Gino per se, because I don't think Gino stuff is going to be designed runs. I do think it's going to be him getting flushed out because of pressure. Connor, any thoughts on, uh, on the Gino rushing? No, I saw it. I mean, your, your explanation makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm just trying to like, I don't know. It's one of those, my process throughout the week is generally like I make notes, I hit the overs that I like, and then I almost exclusively try and play unders like the rest of the week. Uh, like if it's something that I don't like love and I don't have to stand out, I just like don't play any overs unless like you put something where I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. Uh, and so for me, this one, I think it's good. I'm just like not all the way there yet on something that, I mean, he does need to get flushed out of the pocket for this to hit. So that's just kind of like, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely game matchup handicap specific because it's, there's nothing in there when you look at game logs or any tendencies as far as, you know, rushing on Geno's side that it should make you feel confident about it. Uh, unless New York just gets pressure. And again, they're going to blitz so much that they're going to get there a couple of times. Uh, hopefully he tucks and runs. So uh, Connor can get back to you again. A reminder, if you're hanging out in the chat, let us know your thoughts. Um, unfortunately, Boynton, we will not be talking about the World Series um, I do not have any World Series takes for you. Uh, you're in the wrong channel. Um, maybe Pat has something on the Mayo Media Network. Uh, no. no, not that no, World yeah, Series. Here's the thing. If you do baseball content, you're going to go broke. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You got to oh, do it every freaking day. So Yeah, 92-year-olds don't know how to use the internet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good point. Like, I mean, baseball TikTok content has to be the most useless content like in, oh, man. in the history of the internet. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, I can say that I'm rooting for Houston to win. Ooh, okay. That's a bull take, though. Is it? Why? No. I mean, the Houston's like rooting for the house and blackjack. I mean, no. Yeah, one, it's great. <laughs> you just like I, chaos. I I enjoy their Eddie Guerrero style cheat to win methods. Okay. I yeah. tailed Steve. Uh, he told me to bet uh, Astros minus one and a half at like plus money or whatever, uh, like in the series spread. So I said, okay, I, I would tail. I mean, I need some action. Apparently it's on tonight. Didn't even know what channel was on or anything. So I guess I'll have it on at my house, but we'll see. Well, it's probably on at like 9 PM because they're doing such a great job at growing the game that they want, you know, again, the 92 year olds are sleeping. The, yeah. The kids are asleep. There's just no way none of us in our age group are really interested outside of, uh, you know, Steve and a couple of people Steve knows. So yeah, not great. Connor back to you. Uh, problem number three. Yeah. Problem number three. Uh, I like Aaron Rodgers here under 242 and a half passing yards. You find that most can be shops, bet rivers, things of that sort. I expect his struggle to continue uh, now facing the bills, you know, getting healthier off their by number one in DVOA, fourth in pass DVOA, third in explosive pass rate allowed. Um, and Aaron Rodgers going to be without Alan Lazard. And I mean, Rodgers is coming off just multiple like poor games in a row. 
Uh, he's gone under this number in four of seven games, uh, as is against like weaker or middling competition, and under in two of his last three. Barely got over this number against uh, you know one in one of the games there, but uh, I think this is a good look under here to like probably I mean two thirty five or so. Like I I the only concern is that like he has like every you know the two minute drive and like you know the end of the game like they're so far up that he's just passing like every play. But I feel like more often than not we've talked about in here that that just like doesn't work out on going over. The matchup's so hard that I think the under here is there's, there's still enough cushion too. It's not like it's like 160 yards, you know what I mean? Like some of these guys. So I, I think that this is a, a solid look on the under here. Yeah, maybe no David Bakhtiari here. Like uh, that's we haven't got that officially, I don't think yet. But like, yeah, they're gonna be able to generate so much pressure. And like you said, yeah, the game script is gonna work. He's gonna be throwing a ton the second half. Like they're not gonna be able to sustain drives. So yeah, and like to who? Like Dubs Romeo Dubs or Dobbs is in the doghouse. Lazard is injured. I mean, who like Robert Tanya and the Bills are awesome against tight ends. I mean, it's, it's really tough all around. Yeah, it's a good look, Pat. What do you think about uh, fading Rodgers? I, I I like the Bills to cover the eleven in this game, so that makes a lot of sense to me. This was five, like the look aheads not too long ago, which is just painful to think about too. Yeah, I actually think it's too little. I think it should be like fourteen and a half based on what we've seen from these teams. You know. Yeah, 14 and a half, you'd start to see some on the other side. But yeah, alts are probably a good look because I, I agree. I could see that one getting getting pretty wonky. Uh, Pat, how about your third? I looked at the receptions, which I really liked, but I saw that it was juiced to the nine. So Pat Fryermuth over 34 and a half receiving yards against the Eagles. You know, they're one of the biggest underdogs of the week. Not, not that that means anything in the NFL anymore because these teams just outright win every single week. But if they do get behind to Philly early by like 10 or 14, it's going to be all passing all the time. And we know what Philadelphia can do in its secondary against the outside receivers. So expect a lot to funnel towards the middle of the field. We've already seen the relationship between Pickett and Pat Fryermuth so far. So it doesn't seem like a big ass to get there. Like this just reeks of a, five for 42 type game from him yep uh that was gonna be my next one so i'm gonna pivot because i also i'll i'll like add to it we have two games with uh kenny pickett under center for fryer seven catches on nine targets for 85 against the jets eight catches for nine targets for 75 against miami um eagles facing uh the sixth highest rate of targets to tight ends this season so yeah i mean i'm with you on fire i'm gonna stay at the position though and I will go with Mike Gesicki over two and a half receptions. Uh, this is plus 100, even at MGM. Uh, DK is my, or plus, yeah, minus 105 on DK. So we have back to back seven game targets for Gesicki. And uh, Derwin Smythe has been dealing with a little bit of a hammy. He played last week with his hammy, um, still barely saw the field. He's been limited, limited so far in practice this week. So I don't think it really matters. We've seen Gesicki kind of start to get over that. 70% route participation we'd like to see from tight ends. And again, like we're seeing the volume too with the seven target games back-to-back. Lions, terrible. 31st in DVOA against tight ends of the season. Seven and a half targets, 65 yards per game so far. And I just love this game environment where I don't think Miami runs away per se. I think this game is going to be a little bit you know, back and forth. I think 51 and a half is the total. Again, just a lot of volume here, a lot of plays. So Gusecki catching three balls here. Uh, hopefully he doesn't use his face to try to catch him in the end zone or anything like he tried to do the other night, but a uh, pretty low threshold considering he's seeing this much volume. So uh, over on Gasicki, he was a guy we've been under on and we had a long-term season long uh, under on Gasicki, but again, he's still fighting an uphill battle to get there. Connor, what are your thoughts on, on big Mike? 
Yeah, I think your reasoning makes sense. Uh, I mean, I just can't bet an over on Mike Gusecki. I just feel like maybe it's a blind spot. Uh, I, I just can't do it. I don't know. It's just we're, where we came from in the beginning. Um, I uh, I don't know. He's fine. I think it's a good play. I would almost rather play the yards. What was the yardage? It was like 30. Uh, it wasn't up at the time. Let me see what we got right now. Um, you know, the yards I, mean, a, I don't know. Not a bad look on the yards, but I mean – He's, uh, yeah, 26 and a half, 20, yeah, 26 and a half is getting juiced a little bit. Uh, although MGM's got it at uh, minus 110. Yeah, it's kind of the best place to go on the arts. So, yeah, I don't I don't hate that. I mean, three balls, though, is also a pretty low threshold. So, yeah, um, don't hate either of those looks on Gusecki. Uh, all right, back to you. Uh, you're fourth. All right, let's see here. We got Cortland Sutton. I'm going back to the well here with my guy over. I think it's at 54 and a half receiving yards now. Uh, it's a pretty massive adjustment in the market from what we saw the last time he was playing with with Russ. So the last time against the Chargers, this line was at like 67, uh, and now you're looking at Russ being back. He's you know doing his high knees in the plane, staying healthy, staying fit. Um, you know he's going to be. They're rolling him out there, uh, and. It, I I understand taking over on any Broncos feels gross, but like now, I mean, with looking with uh, Russell Wilson, Corlin Sutton has put up 72, 122, 97, a 52 yarder, and then 72 prior to his game against the Chargers where Russ was hurt uh, as well. So I think that, I mean, we have 66 projected here. So, I mean, I'd play it up to like 55, 56. I think is more than fine. Uh, And he's like saw seven or more targets in every other game as well. So I think that he's in a good spot here to maybe not crush, but just like, I mean, be beat his number and be above average. Well, when you got Mr. Unlimited coming back, of course, of course you got to go over. Yeah. in such an insufferable story that like he's getting quote tweeted to by his teammates and you can tell like, they're like, yeah, no, this is true. And no one, there was no like, yeah, I love this guy. He's fighting for us. He's like dying to play and get out there for us. It's just like, nope, no cap. This guy was doing this. And uh, again, I, no cap is not my words. I saw someone tweet that. So Connor's looking at me like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, it's, this guy is, uh, he's just like a meme of himself at this point. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's just like every report that comes out, I'm like, this can't be real. And it's real. I mean, the, I don't know. I wonder when the subway ad was filled. That was a good one too. That was, uh, I mean, it just like, I feel like it had to be like months ago probably. And now people are just like posting about it because it's so goofy. And we know now <laughs> what Russ is. It's, it's been a wild turn there in Denver. Nothing tops wearing your own jersey like just casually, um, which is I think he did in the, like the preseason where he had that like it was like the big Hummer and he went to practice and he walked in and like his his own Broncos jersey just very. Just I mean, takes a special human being. Russell Wilson definitely like sniffs his own farts. Like I mean, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pat, how about you, buddy? Uh, bring us home, number four. Yeah, I, I'm in a tough spot here because there's a couple of ones that I want to attack on the board, like some of the Derrick Henry props, for example, but they're not giving us carries. They're just giving us yardage, and the yardage is almost at 100. It's funny that it was at 71 and a half like three weeks ago. Funny how times have changed. Bet they won't do that to Nick Chubb with us uh, again for a while either after last week when he had the worst possible game flow and still obliterated his rushing yardage total. Just took a second, but you know, once you fed him some carries, It was all good when he started reeling off like 16 yards of carry in the fourth quarter. So here are the ones that I'm playing around with, and we'll see which one you like the most. You guys can help me out with this. And I got like seven of them. So hear me out. Let's go. Derek Carr under half an interception. What do you think? I don't love 
like the binary interception touchdown things just because like they're so high variance. I don't feel like we have an edge in predicting some of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, he's accurate. This defense is a mess. Yeah, I'm in. I like it. Raheem Mostert over 15 and a half longest rush against this Lions defense. I play Mostert over 66 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I think he's cleared. He was like a little injury report thing, but he's good to go. Yeah, in on Mostert for sure. Derrick Henry over 18 and a half longest rush against the Texans who can't stop anyone. Already played it. I played it this morning. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All right. So apparently I'm reading your tea leaves. It's like I log, logged into your Discord and just copied your picks. Not the case, by the way. That's, that is not what I did. Uh, though, so those were kind of on the periphery for me. I had Mac Jones under 192 and a half passing yards. I don't think he's completely healthy and he sucks. So that that's a decent one. Uh, so here's some of the other ones. Donta Foreman over 10 and a half receiving yards. No Hubbard. No Hubbard. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. I don't have uh, – what are our numbers? I don't even know if we're updated on that yet. Um, uh, Connor, what's your – We are. Let's see. I mean, I can run them very quickly too. Let's see. Do I have Hubbard still in? How about Hubbard? No, it's Nick Chubb. No, I do not have Hubbard in. So Foreman. Uh, Donta Foreman, three catches for 26 yards is what I haven't projected at. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're at three for or two point nine for twenty, so that's I think it's a good edge there. What about? I mean, it looks like Raheem Blackshear is that there. I mean, I don't know. We're at fourth string running back at this point. He was a good, he was a decent pass catcher at uh like V Tech, I think that's where he went. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, Foreman's gonna play the whole game, so I don't think it really matters. I I find we get we fall into these traps, and this is what I was talking about Ellinger before. That maybe I said it off the hop is like. If they're in the NFL, chances are they were pretty good at doing something in college, right? And that doesn't necessarily normally translate to the NFL. I went to go smash Michael Carter overs on everything, but they, they won't offer them. So. They've been slow, actually. Well, in the last like hour or so, a lot of stuff's come in uh, finally. But yeah, some of the specific things like carries, receptions, um, pass attempts. Uh, you know, We'd love to get back on the Marcus Mariota train this week. It is... Uh, it's been slow to come. That that's gonna flip one of these weeks. He's gonna throw the ball sixty-one times. This is Connor and I did this early in the year with the Justin Field stuff, where it's like, what number do we like balk at? Because it's just, they're just not doing it. But like, we just keep. It's not even close to Mariota stuff. Like they were down twenty-one zip, and they threw the ball thirteen times. They had a negative thirty-seven percent pass rate over expectation. The win game when Mac Jones threw it once against the bills was a negative 42. We're like, we're threatening that game in a clear weather game down 21. And they're like, no, we're just going to run the crap out of the ball. So like, yes, I agree with you. At one point we're just going to be like, are they going to catch everyone off guard? I, I don't know. It, you would think it might be this week because Carolina is actually pretty stout against the run, but I still don't think it's happening. And we've been so far away from where he's landed, like in the mid twenties. I know it, it's incredible. Like how bad it's been. So to talk a little bit more about this Foreman split right now with Blackshear, I have Foreman in for 55% of the rushing carries PJ Walker at 10%. And I have Blackshear in at 30%. Like, I don't think that's out. I, I think it's actually more lean towards Foreman, but I think if we're just going on the law of averages here, like 30%, if, if you said that Blackshear played 30% uh, or gets 30% of the rushes, and he gets 7% of the receiving market share. And Foreman is still way over all these numbers based on what we have him at. Like, you know, it could really lean more towards Foreman, couldn't it? Yeah, that's actually not far off of where we are too because we have Blackshear 
for six and a half rushing attempts and a 2.2 receptions. Um, so again, he's, he's mixing in and we're still comfortably over on the Foreman number. So yeah, I think the Foreman numbers are, is a pretty good look. So the Foreman numbers are a good look. The last two that I wanted to go are just high end receivers who I think are going to have big weeks. And when they have big weeks, they tend to beat these numbers. One would be Tyreek Hill over 86 and a half receiving yards. The other one, Justin Jefferson over 89 and a half receiving yards. And that's like one play for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, this is not a, a pool that Connor dips his toes into, but I love elite wide receiver overs. Uh, the Tyreek one in particular, I think, is a, a great play. Uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson is well. I mean, because like you said, when they go there, these guys are alphas, and they ha- this happens. This is in their range of outcomes. So these median projections actually can get caught hanging a little low for these guys because when they go, they they can go for one fifty. Well, this was the surprising part about it was what do you think I have the median projection for for both these guys? Um. I would say Tyreek is probably right around there. Maybe like I'd say 89, 97, Mm. Justin Jefferson, 115. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're great matchups up in pace. Like there's a lot to like about the game environment dome. Like you don't have to wear any weather concerns. There's a lot to like about both of those guys. Um, Do we have a, a Jefferson reception prop? Is that out yet? Have we seen that? I, I I haven't seen it yet. I've just seen the yardage total. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm guessing so. it's seven and a half, which is a good number. Yeah. If we get six and a half, I, there were some six and a halfs like recently, uh, like previous weeks. That would be a smash if I see a six and a half. But yeah, the, the one the one thing I think you can go back and track all the picks that we've made on this show so far this year. But I think I feel like every time, at least I I only remember my picks. I'm sorry, but every time that I've gone to an elite player on and over, it is absolutely crushed. Be it yeah. a running back or receiver. Yeah, even the six and a half, six and a half on uh, receptions for Tyreek have get juiced like crazy as well. Uh, but I think we're at like nine <laughs> projections for Tyreek in this. Yeah, I, I have him at eight point one. So yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play that with extreme juice. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I'm there on the yardage for sure because of the yards per route run stuff is insane for Tyreek. I mean, he fell a little short last week. Um, we lost him by like a yard and a half, which is a bummer. But uh, they even tried to force it, a plate to him late in the game when they probably shouldn't have thrown at him. Uh, but, yeah, he's great matchup for for alpha wide receivers too. So, yeah, I love the rapid fire at the end. So I'm going to go with Dante Foreman over 10 and a half receiving yards. Minus 115 right now. It's not bad at all. I like that. I got a couple too. I'll, I'll, let's, uh, we'll, first of all, the Mariota thing. Uh, probably going back to the wall of both uh, unders on the completions and attempts again. I don't know. What do you think the numbers at, Pat? What do you think they're hanging at? Because we were like 28 and a half. I think last week was 26 and a half. It's probably down to like maybe 24. Uh, I think Connor put a poll out on Twitter about like, is it over under 20? Connor, what were those results? I mean, the results were all like, it was like 80% under 20, but I'm like, dude, they don't post like passing attempt numbers under 20. Like it was kind of like a trick question, but um, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I mean, I I find that my projections are really outside of the outliers, which is what I'm searching for every single week, that they're right around that number. I'm going to say his passing attempts is going to be 21 and a half. Yeah. Our projections, I don't know where we're co- We have 23. I just don't see where what's feeding into that to make any sense to me. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm probably playing tw- under 20 until we see something different. And, you know, I'll take the L when it happens. But, like, it's like, just show me. It's just to prove it at a certain point and, 
I don't think this is like a ton of play volume in this game either. I, I just don't think that there's going to be a lot where like they're going to be pushed. If that if last week wasn't the game when your opponent is literally just in shotgun throwing it down your throat every play and you get out to a 21 zip deficit, then you're like, nope. Here we go. Caleb Huntley, Tyler Algier. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to to make it go differently. So any worries that they like, I don't know. They don't care about what we say, but like, you know, the media, like pressuring them at all. I mean, no. I mean, I, 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 it matters to some coaches. I feel like, like sometimes you see that stuff, but I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I guess they probably don't care. Right. I mean, Arthur Smith has been the dude who's been like very outspoken about, I don't care about your fantasy team. I don't care about any of these things. Like he's trying to win football games. It's working. They, if they win, whoever wins that game is in first place in the NFC South is it's like, theoretically working for them a little bit, right? Like, and Mariota hasn't even been inefficient as a passer, which is nuts. So, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they could, yeah. Like Pat said, they're going to come out one game and just like throw 40 times randomly. And it's going to be wild. Who, if you stack them in DFS, you'll be winning a million dollars, but you might go broke prior to that. Just trying to jam in Falcons every week. Yeah. Uh, others that haven't popped that I'm looking for, either going to be longest reception or yards for Chris Olave, who I isn't necessarily that alpha yet, but I think we're kind of approaching that. Um, Nate Hobbs is uh, really the only good cover corner for the Raiders. He's out again. We just continue to see insane target volume for Olave every time he's in the lineup. Um, so we're either going to look at yards or longest reception there. Talked about it before. I want to go there again. Naheem Hines. Under 10 and a half rushing yards on Caesars. It's six and a half everywhere else. He has 16 rushing yards on the season. Um, I do not know why he continues to get hung like even close to 10. Um, he gets like three, four carries here and there. Sometimes he just gets one carry. Again, we talked about, you know, his Washington fronts pretty stout. Colts have really struggled to run the ball. I think it's just going to be Jonathan Taylor and then you know, whatever Ellinger could do for us. But I don't think Naeem Hines on the ground is going to be a part of this game plan. They kind of, they got him returning punts again. So like, I don't know, 10 and a half seems like such a low threshold, but that seems way too high. Some of the other books have started to get cooked on that. Um, I want to give a couple of looks for tackle props uh, for some guys here that we're going to look at. Again, we literally have one game. We just have the London game for tackles so far. So I, I lost money on tackle props with the the one that I threw in all my parlays because I had they didn't offer up any of the guys that you gave out last week. It sucked. This is the problem. We're, like some of these elite elite guys sometimes are just not getting posted anymore, which is yeah. I had the guy on Houston, whoever the hell his name is, number five on Houston. Oh, Petrie. Yeah, and he had like three and a half in the first quarter, and then didn't have any the rest of the game. Uh, turns out you get benched for missing tackles, and he ah. spent a, a large chunk of time uh, on the sideline in the third and fourth quarter. So yeah, that tracks. Eleven and four so far in posted official plays in the in the uh, tackle streets. So we're going to continue to bang the drum. I, you know, again, subscribers, I put a sheet in there for us. We have previews on sixty-one guys this week uh, in in the tackle. So we have notes just in case they post some of these guys. We have uh, some thoughts here. So, um. We're going to go with Cam Curl, box safety for the uh, Commanders. Probably going to get hung at like five and a half. Uh, Cole Holcomb, who's their stud linebacker, just got ruled out. Even better for Cam Curl. Uh, plays a really high rate of box snaps. Three straight weeks of seven tackles. And I found out that there are a, a couple of spots too where, well, first of all, like looking at positions versus teams too. Um, 
the Colts have given up a lot of stuff to, um, I don't know, it's pretty noisy to safety so far this year. And the added thing that I think is pretty interesting, there are generous and not so generous scorekeepers. And apparently the scorekeeper at Lucas Oil, as it relates to tackle assist, is the most generous in the league. Because this, again, it's a, a little bit more noisy because assist is very, it's a human element. Like it's, how do you determine who is involved? If it's not a solo tackle, who gets an assist? How many people are involved? And apparently the Lucas Oil scorekeeper is the most generous. So we're going to look at some stuff in that game. Cam Curl is uh, the favorite there. Going to look for a, uh, a ton of play volume in that game. Um, let me see. Where did I go? I lost my tackles. I mean, this is next level betting right here. We can pay those guys off. You know what I mean? Like we can go. Yeah. To, I mean, it's, it's, it's like errors in baseball. Okay. Connor, I, I'm, I, I just looked this up because I had no idea. How do you think that he spells his first name? His name is Cameron. <laughs> uh, it's got to be with like a K or something like that. If, if you, if you're saying that, so it's got to be like, we're doing a spelling bee right now. All right. We'll do uh K A M E R O N. I don't know. Just with like, Cameron no, no, you, you, got re- you really don't want to over pronounce Cameron. Now, do oh, you? okay. Okay. So it's, it's like, a, is there like a R Y N? No, it's K A M R E N. Cam curl. Yep. <laughs> this is stud. Oh boy. We, he's going to have a nice little day. And again, I think five and a half is the number there. It's been pretty consistently five and a half, three straight at seven. And this is going to be a good spot uh, to get five and a half play volume. Well, nice. I mean, Ellinger has to be tackled 38 times in this game. See correlations. Unfortunately, you cannot add tackle props to any same game parlays yet. So uh, maybe our friends at DraftKings, Pat, you can make a call for us. Get us Tried. in there. Tried that. Yeah. Doesn't work. Um, we're going to stay at the safety position to Sean Elliott for the lions got us there last week, five and a half. I think he, he got hurt and still got nine, like barely played in the fourth quarter. He's fine. He like cramped, um, came out. We hit over five and a half last week at plus money. He got us nine, uh, insane tackle rate for safety he plays a ton in the box. And I think you're going to see again, a lot of that. He'll be trying to, to grab Raheem Mostert again, play volume in that game. I think is going to be pretty high this week. So, uh, 11, 12, and 8 the last couple of weeks. Shocked that they hung him at 5.5 last week. They probably do the same thing because it was 5.5 at plus money. We'll go back to Deshaun Elliott uh, and I'll give him one more. Miles Jack for the Steelers. I think the Eagles run a ton of plays here. They're going to run a lot. Jack wears the green dot, which means he's like the play caller from the sideline defensively. Uh, 9% tackle rate on the season. He has uh, 8 or more in 6 of 7 games. He's 8th in the league in total tackles. He'll probably be hung around seven and a half, which is kind of where his number has been. So Miles Jack will have a lot of chances because I think the Eagles probably run the most plays this week too. So again, plays, play volume, those things lead to opportunity. So uh, there are three for you in the tackles. Again, subscribers on four for four will get those likely Sunday morning because they've been holding out until the very end here on the, on the tackles. So I'll uh, look for those probably four or five at least on Sunday. So, uh, and then my last play that I'm going to share officially here, Jacoby Myers will go over 49 and a half receiving yards. I played this yesterday at 48 and a half, 49 still fine. Last week against the Bears was the first time all year he's had less than 55. And actually it was shocked to learn the Bears actually have allowed the fewest catches and yards in the league to slot receivers. Um, the Jets corners are fantastic. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, 
are really good. But they're playing exclusively on the outside. They do not go to the slot at all. It's actually the other Michael Carter plays the slot for the Jets, and he's been not good. So Myers is averaging 71 receiving yards on the season, 23% target share. We have him comfortably at like 66 and a half yards. He's a bad number. Even if there's a low play volume, even if Matt goes under his number, um, I think Jacoby at 48 and a half in the matchup against the, you know, definitely the, the weakest link in that secondary is a, is a pretty good look. So uh, Pat, what do you think about Jacoby? I got him at 58 receiving yards. And I actually pointed this out on my DraftKings show today as well, that you're not going to see saw. I mean, I'm even concerned about Reed. I'm concerned about sauce is where I want to go. Cause usually they're having safety help opposite. They're letting sauce play man with no help. And then on the other side, they're playing man with help overhand. And yeah, that's where you're going to beat them. You're going to beat them in the middle of the field. The Packers could have beat them at the middle of the field. They didn't drop every pass that was thrown to them. I like it too. Yeah. You avoid sauce for sure. Uh, listener saying Elliot hasn't been practicing all week. Yeah. He's been dealing with cramps. If he's out, we'll adjust. Wait and see. We're still waiting on who's going to play middle linebacker for uh, the commanders as well, because that might be a good look. And then sometimes you get these guys that you have to decide they're second guys for options for like a reason, but then the books don't really give them the credit that they think because they don't really have any baseline stats. Like our guy, Alex Singleton was that guy. He doesn't play when Josie Jewell plays, but when Singleton plays, like he just hit 11 tackles again last week. They didn't hang him, of course, because he had 21 the game before. They probably had no idea what to put his number at. So we'll wait and see. Again, subscribers, check that out. It'll be in the Discord on Sunday. Um, all right, Connor, Thrive. Again, our users can get a betting subscription for 20 bucks using promo code 44 over at Thrive Fantasy. Have you taken a look at anything there this week? Uh, give me a second here. I'm firing it up again. Uh, you want to go first here? No seconds. Go. I, I don't even have it Connor. loaded. I'm... <laughs> uh, there's a couple that you've actually already played that I think are interesting. Dak Prescott is posted in their GBP. Cause again, they have two ways. They have a prop lobby and then they have a GBP game basically where you can play. They have 20 pop props posted. You pick over under, there's a point total associated with it. Uh, you get points for being rights. And then based on the point totals, that's how you finish in the tournament. Uh, Dak is posted at 257 and a half passing yards, uh, which is high. And you're actually, uh, it's essentially plus money to go under uh at 105 and then also the aaron Rodgers number is 241 uh and that's uh 90 points to the under so uh you know right around where those looks were for you another one that i think is pretty interesting again uh, one that pat mentioned justin jefferson 85 and a half receiving yards that's even at 100 uh points so a pretty good look there and then if you want to go derrick henry he is uh combined rushing and receiving at 102 and a half total yards and that's flat as well at 100 so again his rushing number alone is pushing 100 at this point so those are kind of my favorite looks okay yeah i, I pulled it up here we can you know go through some get a quick fresh look here stefan diggs over under one and a half touchdowns i i would actually i mean normally i always bang the under and the under is probably the right side here but uh i mean stefan diggs and i mean the bills should should absolutely crush this week uh, Rogers, you mentioned this, right? 241. I don't know if you mentioned that. That was, I mean, that's a great under look. Debo 57 and a half is, is a unique one for sure. Um, but generally just, I don't know. I, I feel like every, every week I play a couple of these contests and I'm like, man, I should probably just play more because this is, I mean, the lines are just like ridiculous. Yeah. Again, 20 K to first and there's 4,400 entries, uh, in the tournament. I think right now there's like 300. So plenty of, uh, Plenty of spots still available for you. ThriveFantasy.com. Download the app. Promo code 444. And you get a $20 
betting subscription to four for four. So, all right. What else? Producer Sal? Ready Sal's to go? got some props. He's got Sal's a prop. Got, let's go, Sal. Hit us with your, uh, your prop of the week. Producer Sal here hitting us with a PJ Walker prop. Uh, we got PJ Walker over 181 passing yards and PJ Walker. Yeah. Over a half of a touchdown uh, juice. Yeah. 181 for PJ Walker. We actually had a, a subscriber talking about betting him in the alt markets, like the, uh, you know, weekend specials to lead the league in passing yards. Uh, shout out. Sam was talking about that today. Um, yeah, pretty low number. Where are you at, Pat? Where do you have a PJ Walker? I got him at 232. Yeah, we're like 221, I think. 225. Oh no, we have, we're yeah, 225 right here. Peach. Okay. Big week for PJ. Such a good I like matchup. It. I mean, and what Falcons will be missing Terrell too. So yeah, like, already ruled I mean, out. I, I was thinking about playing DJ Moore unders everywhere because everyone loves DJ Moore again. That that's gonna go well. Yeah, what can go wrong, right? His uh, reception or his yards came out of like 53 and a half, and that's already up to like 63 and a half or something like that. It's been absolutely uh, beat to hell since it first came out. So he needed literally a 50% target share last week to finally pay off any sort of value season, like you, any dent in it, the damage he's done to you so far this season. Again, no fault of his own, but it is what it is. But yeah, it's uh, definitely a popular play this week. So yeah, PJ, 25 uh, 225 is what we have. This is our player prop tool. This is, uh, again, uh, tied to our projections, which have been uh, industry leading for over a decade. Again, part of the betting subscription. Again, access to everything on the site. Uh, definitely want to check that out in the number of ways. We've already talked about it. So check it out, 444.com slash plans. Get the betting sub. Uh, Producer Sal's got a nice little same game parlay there. like it. PJ might be worth a look. Uh, maybe some, even some alts. What do you think of Dante Foreman over 66 and a half rushing yards? And what do you think Pollard opens at? Pollard's out. Oh, what, well, I, I, it's not on DraftKings. What is it? 78 and a half? Yeah. It's high. It's, it's, I have him beating that number. I know. It's, yeah, we do too. But it's still like, oof. I'm waiting for the combo yards. They haven't dropped combo yards. Yeah, it's already Pollard up to. I, I have Pollard at 94. It's already up to seven. It's, so uh, FanDuel has 79 and a half. Don't know points, what that site is. I don't think that's a real site. It's not a real site. Uh, points bet also barely a real site. 80 and a half. I mean, so, it's still, it, it is too low. <laughs> yeah, no combo yards either. So, which I think is interesting too. I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's not like Zeke's been like an air ball in the passing game anyway. So I don't know that necessarily Pollard is going to see a huge bump in passing game work because Zeke's out. Um, so maybe rushing is probably the better way to go. And we have him like right at 75. We only have him for 13 carries. I mean, who else do we have projected to get carries? Um, Rico Dowdle. Yeah, that's wrong. Okay. Well, I'll tell Paulson. I mean, that's just wrong. Yeah. Should not have Rico, I, I got Rico him at Dowdle. 17 carries. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that makes more sense. Like, I mean, he should have at least 15, 16 carries. I feel like we have projected for like 13.8. So that's that's not enough. Yeah. Who, who do I have in the back? I don't even know who their backups are at this point. Uh, Malik Davis. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, and I have him at twenty five percent. Yeah, we got Willie Davis getting three and a half carries here, uh, and, yes. and I still have Dak at twelve percent. I I just don't think he's going to rush all that much right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, Malik Davis is taking some, and then yeah, Rico Dowell is uh, is taking a solid chunk, uh, according to our projections here, which is, uh, which I think is definitely a little bit aggressive. Yeah, but again, even with thirteen point eight in this matchup against the Bears, uh, we still have we still have Pollard getting pretty close to that one. So, do we know if Noah Brown is playing? Um, I have not seen any. He hasn't, Anything he hasn't pra- I, I don't know if he practiced today or not. I, I couldn't find any information on it, but all of a sudden, like, because Gallup, like, was so horrible last week with, you know, with zeros across the board. If Noah Brown doesn't play, I bet you his numbers are, like, artificially low. So you don't see, yeah, I don't see anything on the Cowboys practice report yet. Yeah, nothing official from them. Uh, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry officially ruled out, so we should see Crystal Lave props. Sure. Like, is there a chance they like died in London and like just no one reported it? I it's, think yeah. under investigation. Sleuth some social media sleuthing, maybe find out if they've been posting anything on uh, on IG or anything. I don't know. Michael Thomas is ne- like never playing again. I know. It's not even like spite Sean Payton stuff anymore. He just can't stay on the field. Yeah, it's a tough scene. I like Michael Thomas too. Or maybe it'll be like Kadarius Tony, where all of a sudden it turns out he wasn't injured at all. Yeah, gets traded and he's all he's fine. Yeah, the, uh, yeah he's the he's the Kevin Nash gif of just standing up from the wheelchair. That was amazing because I mean we had heard in like whatever the year prior that like he basically just told the coaching staff to like fuck off and he wasn't playing because he's the best player and he can do whatever he wanted. And so I was like, oh, this guy, you know, seems like a you know a good team player. And then this year it seems like probably had another interaction that was similar. So um well yeah, those, makes sense. those those types of players are good to put with the actual best player right <laughs> like what, what are they gonna be like yeah no daniel jones he's really good trust us <laughs> let's see what we got uh, a few questions here in the chats uh any effect on dax yards with zeke out i think we're pretty much a strong no connor any thoughts about uh you know zeke impacting that mm, no i mean i feel like yeah, I, I just don't think it really matters too much. It'll probably give uh, you know Pollard plenty of work and still just like run the ball a, a decent amount. So I think that it'll be fine. I mean, I don't. I can't imagine them altering their g- entire game plan just because Zeke isn't out. But I mean, maybe it's the Cowboys. They love him. So yeah. Well, Jerry uh, loves him. Adam, shout out to Adam, a subscriber with us at four four, wanting to know uh, Steph Diggs over six and a half receptions, knowing that Green Bay is last in DBOA to number one receivers. Again, they don't use Jair Alexander to shadow a lot, even though he's pretty terrific. But uh, again, thinking it's a smash spot for Diggs. Pat, what do you have Diggs receptions at? Diggs receptions? I, I didn't even think about it, to tell you the truth. Just it could be one of those games where they run the ball 35 times. Very like Packers don't do much well at this point on defense. And it looks like Rashawn Gary might miss this game with a concussion as well. So that's even worse news. For everyone else. I got digs at 6.1 catches for 75 and a half yards. Yeah. It's not a bettable edge. We're a little bit over that, but not something that I would chase to because again, yes, their pass rate over expectation is through the roof. They're going to throw a ton regardless. They will get out to a huge lead. They will do that via the air. But again, uh, you know, that's kind of a high threshold for, for volume. And, you know, if I wanted to go to digs, you think it's a good edge, probably look at digs and, Anytime touchdown market or even yards versus uh, the volume hmm. of receptions here. Marquez Callaway's prop this week is three and a half receptions. He has not been over that number this year. And that includes games of seven targets, six targets, six targets. He just very low catch rate on Marquez Callaway. Yeah, that's a good, that's too high. I'm surprised. What's you the guys juice, juiced up? Yeah, it's juiced up a bit now. 
And for anyone listening right now, if you guys want some some fun bets right now, the uh, weekly specials marketed FanDuel is broken. Uh, so uh, Eno Benjamin was 300 to 1. AJ Dillon was 300 to 1. And Jamal Williams is 290 to 1 to lead the league in rushing. Uh, just the week in rushing uh, this week. So, I mean, all their prices are broken. Devin Singletary is 110 to one. That's uh, actually, that's actually like the other three are just absolute. Just, you might as well let your money on fire, but that I one's mean, not bad. They're 300 to one. So I don't know. I mean, you know, Benjamin's like the third stringer again now. <laughs> yeah. James Pen- Conner just got announced out. Oh, oh, is that true? I thought he was. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. That's a waste of money. Then um, They also had, uh, uh, what was it? The, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus was 15 to one. He was like top five to lead the league in uh, receiving yards for the week. So they so, were missing two zeros on that. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on over there. So Daryl Williams still might be in. Okay. Interesting. He was, wasn't he a game time decision 10 days ago? Yeah. Liars. 10 days. Yeah. Liars. <laughs> Been a long 10 days. Life comes at you slowly in the desert. <laughs> I might move to the desert. Should I move to Arizona? Uh, that's a big move. Don't you, is your family, the rest of the family up by you or? Oh yeah. All the families here. My wife hates the heat, but you know, I like the heat. So maybe I want to do that. I feel like maybe a vacation home in the desert. Oh, you know, I'm sorry, Ryan too rich. I mean, you're <laughs> fucking Pat Mayo. What are you talking about? How many houses? Listen, I already own four houses. I can't own a fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What are we talking about here? I, I, I did look, I, I went to actually before we had kids. It's probably where we like conceived a kid, but we went just spur of the moment. Our friends called us up uh, when, when I lived in Toronto. They lived in Calgary and they were like, hey, you want to go to Mexico this weekend for three days? And it was like a Thursday night. It's like we looked up the flights to Cancun to go to play Adele Carmen. It was like, yeah, we could probably swing that. You know, we don't have kids. We can do whatever we want. This is great. So we ended up going to Mexico for three days. And we were like, why don't we just buy a place here? Because we rented out this Airbnb. It was three bedroom. It had an elevator. It was a condo right across from the beach, just south of El Camilian, like the nice part of Playa del Carmen. It had a pool. It had a hot tub. I was like, good Lord, I wonder how much this place is. And we looked into it. It was like $95,000 US. Wow. Jeez. Did you yeah, buy it? So or maybe no? that instead of Arizona. Yeah. Did you actually buy it or no? I mean, I no, like no I, I didn't buy it. Because I, I, my friend and I were like, what if we just split this? Like, you know, we can book out when we want to use it. Hell, we could let our friends stay here for free if they wanted to, and then just hire some property manager down here to, you know, make sure it's clean. I mean, you rented that out like one weekend a month and you're making money or at least breaking even. Yeah, I, it was shocking. Although we, I started to go down the route of how do I buy property in Mexico? And like, it was just very confusing. And I was like, yeah, not worth the hassle of like trying to read this internet in an article, you know? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, maybe I imagine it's a different market, but I can't be too crazy still down there. I imagine it's still within the same ballpark. See, it's not that, like what's happened in the States. <clears throat> that's the real marketing move. I'll talk to Reed about this. So four for four Betsperts, what you do is company-wide buy one of these places. And then you can give away like not only if you if you use code Noonan at four for four, or you get the Betsperts package. You know, not only do you get the package, you get entered to win this like week long trip to our place in Mexico or something. And yeah, you just write it off. I love it. <laughs> we I'm down in. there to golf, you know, we do these, you know, we Paige Sporanic uh, does a lot of advertising and stuff for us. We, you know, have rounds of golf with Paige periodically. I bet you that's cheap. Paige? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's super cheap. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we went around with Paige in Mexico. Uh, not bad. Yeah. yeah. Play with play with Pat Ryan and Feinberg. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Man, poor Paige. I, I don't know how much she reads the uh, the comments, but man, is it, just it is a tough. It oh, is yeah. tough, dude. Yeah. No matter what's posted, it's, it, just... it, it's a it's an interesting trade off. Like especially being at the top of your game with something like that, where just the fucking weirdos on the internet. <laughs> she leans into it, so she's aware. She knows what she's doing. She knows that she's yeah, and she I think does a great job at like rolling with it and you know even having some fun with it. But like man, it's just. Some of the guys just try to think about being on the other side and thinking about like, what do you think is the outcome here? Like, what's it's just you look nothing but like just a creep, right? There's nothing that looks good. We're seeing like, yeah, you know what? I've never heard that before. I'm gonna DM you back because that was the most creative way for you to say something completely offensive that I've ever heard. Uh, it just is. It's absolutely wild. So, hey guys, shoot your shot. Uh, you know, she'll roll with it. I think she does something on like Instagram where she like shares one a week and just kind of like talks about it, which is pretty funny too. So yeah, good for Paige. Yeah. She rolls with it though. She rolls with it. It's pretty funny. I mean, she's, she's a good sport about it, even though she definitely does not have to be. No, you know, the bet spurts of VM Mexico. Hey, you know, our director of uh, everything, Luis is right down in that na- neighborhood. I'm sure he can help uh, facilitate the transaction for us. He probably doesn't have to read the fine print knows what that's like. He just bought a new place anyway, or he's building a new place. So uh, things are good. Luis is in Mexico. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. I, think A&M. I thought I thought you guys all like lived in Chicago. A lot of us do. Yeah, Connor and I and Reed. But yeah, uh, he was in. Te- I think he went to school in Texas. I think he went to AM, But then he's back and forth between Texas and now he's you know, he's living up, living his best life on the beach. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe I should just get a place like the K or like well, what's one with the lowest tax rate? I'll say that Mayo Media operates out of there. Yeah. Since I can't do Delaware, that's where that's where all the. Uh, Offshore books, right? Aren't they yeah, all they're in, in Costa Rica? Uh, yeah. There you go. Something there. Oh. There we are. I like, the, I like the idea of went around with uh, Mayo Feinberg. Now the Feinberg's back, you know, on the men's. You know, he can get out there and swing the sticks again, taking the kids to Disney, get him out on the golf course. Love to love to do that sometimes. So all right, Pat, where can everyone find your stuff? Uh, at the PME, Mayo Media Network on YouTube, Pat Mayo Experience on your podcast. If you have the internet, you can find it. Not super hard. Connor, more props from you coming out. Everything's trickling out here. I'm sure you'll fire a few more here. You're back. You're not in uh, Florida uh, this week, so you're probably not a light card for you. Yeah, no, I'll be going hard here probably in the next hour or so. Get a, get out a couple more props, uh, you know, start cleaning the house, getting ready to, you know, uh, have some people over, a little Halloween shindig there, you know, with the World Series going on. Gamble, bet, drink, you know, everything great. Love it. Uh, again, going to tell Maggie that she uh, – Reminds me of Laurel, and it's a compliment. So, uh, all right, 444.com slash plans, 59 bucks for access to everything on the site, guys. It is the best deal out there. Again, only good through the holiday, through Monday, uh, take advantage. Or if you want to get it for just 20 bucks through Thrive, thrivefantasy.com. Again, promo code 444. Check it out. So, for Pat and Connor, I'm Ryan. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.